Good afternoon and welcome to the Voice of Wisdom. With over 60 years of experience as an investment banker, entrepreneur, investment analyst, economist, and venture capitalist, Gordy Davis is Wall Street and capitalism personified. The over 400 companies for which he has raised more than $3 billion over the years have created a countless number of jobs and exciting new products. Through the voice of wisdom, Mr. Davis explores, analyzes, and debates the most topical political, economic, and social issues facing our world today. Joining Mr. Davis today is Rabbi David Seidemann to discuss, along with Mr. Davis, polarization in our society and some of the issues surrounding that. And now, Mr. Davis and Rabbi Seidemann. Welcome back to the uh, Voice of Wisdom. And today I have somebody who's really going to offer a great deal of wisdom. So you're in for a interesting, exciting, and, and uh, enlightening discussion. And without further ado, let me introduce this young rabbi, David Seidemann. David, what, what, do you, what do you have to say? Well, first of all, I appreciate you calling me young. <laughs> I mean, that, that's, that's the nicest thing anybody's ever said to me uh, so far this week. Well, let alone this day. To, to me, compared to you. Right, compared I know, to compared to you, I'm a baby. <laughs> I'm a baby. Well, first of all, thank you very much for inviting me. You know, we've known each other, I think, for almost 20 years now. I think that's probably the only thing we agree on <laughs> uh, is how long we've known each other. Um, yeah, this topic fascinates me. I think that uh, having practiced as a rabbi and now practicing as a lawyer, I think that uh, I've had uh, a tremendous lot of amounts of exposure to different elements of society, seeing how families function, seeing how government functions. And um, yes, this polarization in America, uh, especially in the political spectrum, is and we see it in religious religious life as well but i believe today we're here to talk about within the political spectrum yeah i think it's probably as bad now um than it's as it's been in in the history of america i oh, think i think the civil war I might have think, yeah i don't think it's ever been this bad anywhere near this bad okay so we agree <laughs> are we done can i leave yeah so I, but for the Civil War, listen, from 1870 to 1900, that's before I was born, but you probably remember. Yeah, I remember. Right. That. So from 1870 to 1900, those 30 years was, was a, a terrible time in America. I mean, it was, there was violence left and right. 1870 to, to 1900. 1900. Very, very bad times in America uh, in terms of political violence and the Civil War as well. I mean, but the I, Civil War was 1860, 1862. Correct. But 1870 to 1900. I don't remember anything in okay. 1870 to 1900. Check your diary. That was so. Okay. The Reconstruction era was highly fraught. It was a, a highly charged time. But, but the, the numbers <clears throat> seem to show that right now is about at the same yeah. place. Right. And. I think it's not when you said the numbers, I think you said the right word uh, because you there was polarization in the past, but the proliferation of the polarization was limited by what the newspaper could carry, what the radio, which you had problems moving the antenna around to get reception could carry. 
So your grievance against society, you shared with the five people you drank with at the bar and your family members, and maybe a few people you worked with. Now, if you have a personal grievance with a push of a button, you now can whip hundreds, thousands, millions of people into hysteria. So that's where we're at now. The, the, the fact that the internet and media makes the proliferation of extremist views so much more on the agenda. That's a problem. And then, Morty, you have the problem that the media and the internet themselves drive polarization. They just don't only, they're not only reporting polarization and creating proliferation by the amount of people they reach, but they have agendas, whether it's Fox News on the right or MSNBC and CNN on the left, they are actively involved in the proliferation of polarization because of their agendas. David, um, all of that is true, and I can't disagree with any of that. But we've never had in the history of the country where, where somebody won the election and, and the, the transfer to the, even when Gore seemingly had more votes than, than, uh, than did uh, Bush, George W. Bush, the Supreme Court ruled that George W. Bush should be the, should be the um, president and Gore, Gore could have made a big issue of it, but he felt that following the Constitution and keeping the country in balance, that he should proceed to, uh, to transfer the uh, presidency to the, what the Supreme Court says that he should do. Now, uh, we, we, you know, Trump refuses to acknowledge he didn't cooperate in the transfer of the, of the presidency when, when Biden came in, whether you like Biden or dislike Biden, he's the new president. And so the, the, the Republicans of the right, right wing is saying, uh, you know, so many of Trump's followers are saying that Trump really won, despite the fact, despite the fact that they brought it to uh, to the courts, and I think in sixty out of sixty-one cases, uh, the courts held that, and mostly law, uh, judges that were appointed by Trump and were Republicans held that the the, the what do you call it the election was uh, legitimate, maybe the safest ever. And so when you start out with something like that, it's hard for the people not to, not to be angry and, and, and polarized, you know. Okay, so I agree with you. I'm, I'm, you know, it's a great topic and it's a great point, this specific point about the election, because I'm one of those persons that's sort of caught in the middle. My, my gut, every part of my essence finds it interesting, I'll use the word interesting, that Joe Biden, who campaigned out of his basement, who the record is clear, has a pretty unremarkable record uh, in, in the Senate, I find it 
interesting that 81 million people voted for a person who was plucked out of the bullpen in the eighth inning of the, of, of the election, he becomes president. Having said that, and this goes directly to the point of polarization, the peaceful transition of the presidency is more important than Donald Trump believing the election was stolen from him, even if it was stolen from him. So that's the first point I want to make. And that goes to polarization where a person puts their personal, their personal agenda above what is best for the country. So I agree with you. I disagree with you that this was a uh, legit, that, that this was, uh, I want to be careful because if Trump wins, I don't want to get in trouble either. I disagree with you that there's not a question mark over this election. I agree with you that even if there is a question mark, Donald Trump is doing a tremendous disservice to himself and the Republican Party in two aspects. One, by continuing to challenge, you know, if the umpire gets it wrong, the game's still over. Right. Even if the umpire get, makes the call wrong base for the betterment of baseball, you got to follow the rules. So the peaceful transition of the presidency at Trump should not be challenging it. But even if he did, we're now looking ahead to 2024. And if he continues challenging it and talking about it, all he's doing is giving ammunition to the enemy. And that's why I think Mike Pence's speech at, at the latest Republican conference, you know, he was dropping the right buzzwords. I'm the candidate that's looking towards the future and not to the past. So if you really want the Republicans to have a shot in the 20, in the midterms and in the 2024, even if you believe that the election was stolen from Donald Trump, it's a losing argument at this point. And to advance that argument increases the polarization and decreases the chances of the Republicans gaining control of the Senate and the White House. So we, we look, I know you're, you're a big Trump fan and a big Republican. And so you, you said, I have uh, the inclination. I think it's really desire, you mean, but you have the inclination to believe that there's something wrong or something. I didn't use the word inclination. I said, I believe that. No, there's I a... said you had it. You know. Oh, right. I'm okay. surprised you could have an inclination like that when every normal person <laughs> but you know or or as i said republican judges and appoint the judges appointed by trump said look we looked into it and there's nothing we can find it that was fraudulent or illegitimate or so the reason i keep repeating that is the reason for the polarization is really strictly due to that. That's the big polarization. Well, I, I disagree with you. I'll tell you. I, I agree that that foments it, but you're looking that at a, a foments it and it oh, causes it to grow. It, yeah. Foments it. Um, yeah, yeah, no, but, but all the studies show that the, or many of the studies that I've read in preparation of this wonderful experience show that they were tracking this. They were tracking polarization since the 1990s already. So this is way before Donald Trump. This polarization um, has really hit the fan in the late 80s and the 90s. That's when it began. I agree with you that this, this argument of the Donald Trump supporters does not help at all. And it's counterproductive, even if you would believe it's true. Because like I said, you're just giving enemy, you're giving ammunition to the enemy to make this about Donald Trump. I will say this. No, but there's never been polarization. Like There may have been polarization. There always is some polarization between 
the Democrats and Republicans. But it was ideological. No, Morty, it was it, ideological. It started with the, um, with the Gingrich. No, but uh, not, that, not of this nature. I agree. Gingrich, but, but that, was, that was the point so where saying, things started to move up. This has uh, kept it going and, I agree. and increased it. I agree. And, and so, I agree. you know, how do you keep on doing this? You don't. You shouldn't. It's counterproductive, even if you believe it was stolen from him. And I don't believe it was stolen from him, for the record. But even if you would believe that, to advance that argument now is to say the umpire made a mistake in the bottom of the ninth, three weeks after the game's been concluded. And all you're doing is getting the umpire angry for the next game. So it's just, it's... No, you're making a good point. Yeah. You know, Biden hardly came out of his basement. Right. And, and Trump had... So that's strange. Big turns... Turnouts. Right. So I find that strange, but not, I'm not saying corrupt. I'm not saying stone. No, no, no. Interesting is the word I used. I'm saying that Trump, uh, that Biden didn't win. People voted against Trump. Correct. I agree. That's what brought him out. Correct. That's why the turnout was so big. Right. So it's not that Biden was so charismatic and so, such a compelling, uh, uh, a candidate for the Democrats. Right. It was an anti Trump vote and two, and 2024 will be an anti-Trump vote if he continues along this path to talk about the election that was allegedly stolen from him as opposed to articulating a vision for the future. But Morty, this goes to the what I believe, at least in the year 2022, is the underlying reason for polarization. See, in the old days, it was ideal. What's, what's the underlying? The underlying reason is putting one's personal goals ahead of what's best for the community. And, you know, I agree with you. that is, that is personal goals as opposed to the country's. I agree. Needs and, you know, I agree. Now, having said that, narcissistic, look, his own sister and his own niece have spoken to this issue, how narcissistic and how he doesn't care about anything but himself, even to the point where his vice president, who's been so loyal, never said a negative word about uh, Trump in, in the four years that he was vice president under, totally supportive. The minute he asked him to, uh, Trump asked him to break the law and, and reject the, uh, the outcome of the electoral college, he, he immediately said, you know, hang the guy, uh, he hasn't. He hasn't spoken to him. Right, the, but but know. right. So he's again, as I so said, that, it that that shows the kind of polarization that he correct. Induces. But you're looking at a snapshot in time, Morty, and what you're not doing is you're doing exactly. And I say this with all love and respect. You're doing exactly what those on the far left continue to do, and that is to forget about all of the other problems in society that are called causing polarization and focusing on Donald like, Trump. Like what? Like what? Like okay. what are the ones? Well, I'll tell you. What are the, the ones? I believe bail reform. The bail reform laws that went into effect that Governor Hochul now has says that they've been pared down. I haven't seen it, haven't read it, but the bail reform laws are, is a number one lesson in civic lack of responsibility. I can beat up a cop. I can so, show, shove somebody onto a subway platform. I can shoot somebody because my French fries were cold, which is what happened last week. Uh, the victim died this morning or yesterday, I believe. And 
you're out on bail. Now, in the McDonald's case, the person who shot is not out on bail, but the other cases, pushing people on subway tracks, beating up a cop, the gentleman. I don't disagree with that, but that didn't lead to the kind of anger. That's been an issue for the longest time. Yes, it has. And and there's been an issue about how tough uh, we were, or I don't know if it's both parties, in, in subjecting uh, um, particularly blacks, I think, young black men, to long sentences for being caught with a, a little bit of a of uh, marijuana. Okay, so having practice, we're making, we're making such a big deal of the Russians hitting uh, Griner with with nine years when we put away kids that did one one correct minor crime. It's you know. It's so not I, I agree with you there. I agree that for what can be considered as a minor offense, there's been a disproportionate sentencing and effect on on African Americans, on Hispanics. Agree a thousand percent. Look, I agree with you on a but lot on of things. But on violent I, on violent crimes. I agree with you on a lot of things. I agree with you that defunding the police or blaming the police for everything is was a terrible thought. Even some of the activities of the Black Lives Matter. If Black Lives Matter so much, then I I, I think Black Lives Matter. But I think it it matters so much that the parents of the of the black kids should stay married or or, or at least if the father leaves, support the kids uh, and and stay at home. And the mother should stay at home and and read to them the way to give give them a head start. That's decent because. I know compared to my grandchildren and my children, by the time they were in maybe in kindergarten or certainly by in first grade, they way they were way, way ahead. They read and they, they, they right. knew well, I, right. things and, and the black kids start off so negative, you know, they're it's hard for them to ever catch up. Well, I would say this, and, and I, I'm I'm not disagreeing with you, but let me just put it maybe more succinctly. Black lives matter. The life of a black has to matter not only after a cop shoots him dead, but when that child is still alive. So you can't you can't just come to the party and say black lives matter when there's a dead African-American laying in the street. You need to be there to take him to school. You need to be there to take him to church. You need to be there to take him to social activities. That's why all these proponents of black lives matter. Where are they before? The seventeen-year-old gets shot by a by a by a cop. So so uh, we agree there as well. But what I'm saying is, it's this is a, no, but you, a you, further example you, of a lack of personal responsibility, which the way leads you to polarization. The while back was uh, well, that's one incident. Uh, right. And, so and now you've said another incident: the disproportionate a, sentencing. I I'm agree saying, with that. But none of those incidents are as uh, as. Uh, disruptive and, and as polarizing as refusing to accept the reality of, of an election, which is, you know, threatens the democracy. Agreed. So does burning down abortion clinics. That also threatens democracy, right? A woman decides to have uh, an abortion and somebody firebombs an abortion clinic or somebody stalks and plans to shoot a sitting justice of the Supreme Court, to me, that undermines democracy to a great extent. And I'm not here to compare what's worse, because none of us know what's worse. Storming the Capitol, awful. 
Did Trump cause it? Don't know. Could he have stopped you, you, you it? Probably, be, yes. You have to be at least honest to yourself and say there's a difference between overthrowing the government or threatening Agree. democracy Agree. Agree. and blowing up a, a, well, a, a, a I would would agree on a macro level. I wouldn't agree on a micro level. If your loved one was somebody who was inside the abortion clinic, you would probably respond by saying blowing up this abortion clinic was worse than, you know, having an out of control riot at the Capitol. But I agree with you that in terms of what's best for the country, you're right. January 6th was horrific. Let me give you another example. One more example. Um, Obama had still almost a year ago, and he appointed a Supreme Court justice. Garland. And, 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 yes. And uh, Mitch McConnell said, well, it's says last year we should wait for the election uh, and let the, the new president appoint him. So that, you know, okay, that's his view, and, and I think he was wrong. I think Obama was, was the biggest loser for not challenging that and making it a, a big deal, making it a red line. But he, he didn't. But that's okay if, if you really believe that and you're going to con- be consistent. But in the last year, with with um, the election for president, and not the last year, in 2020, I think. When Trump before, appointed, yeah. It was before, before the election, not a, not. 12 months later, 10 months earlier, but with a month to go, uh, McConnell did just the opposite. He he, uh, insisted that Trump should have the opportunity to appoint. uh, And why did that go through? It goes, it went through because of the Senate rules. You know, when the Democrats are in control, we understand that their agenda. It shouldn't make a difference who's in control at least to bring it up, he wouldn't. Okay. he wouldn't bring it up in the in the. Senate. Fair point. Fair so I'm point. Saying, there's you, you're talking as if there's equivalency, and I'm saying it's not equivalent. None of these things are equivalent. The um, one of the on on, on the point that you just made about <clears throat> McConnell, some of this has to do with gentlemen's agreements. They're not strict rules. And also, one of the things that's happening between the two of you is that you're speaking with each other civilly. So some of the things that aren't codified into law, but that are reflexive, like the two of you are speaking with each other civilly as you disagree. What do you mean? He'll never talk to me again. <laughs> That's breaking up. This polarization is breaking, That's it. breaking, breaking, breaking up our form. <laughs> breaking up. Right. But I, but I, I, breaking up families. I have to apologize <laughs> so you don't get... God forbid, I love but, you. But, but one of the one of the things that hasn't uh, continued right now is that we don't speak with each other civilly, certainly online. But also, it's it's almost a automatic reflex that we speak of the other side in caricatured terms that are easy to hate. Right. That's the difference between ideological and effective polarization. Ideological is I disagree with you, but I love you. I disagree with you. I might not love you, but you'll, I respect you. Don't get over it. But I, I hope. <laughs> but effective, effective polarization means since I disagree with you, I hate you and I don't respect you. Again, Morty, I'm, I'm a little bit younger than you, but I remember the Daniel Patrick Moynihan days and the Hubert Humphrey days. They disagree, you know, senators disagree. Yeah, we've never, but, we've but, never had exactly, anything like, like they this had, where, where you get almost 100% of vote against the... Uh, 
so much obstruction. Uh, so that's an interesting point. Does polarization cause gridlock or does gridlock cause polarization? You, you know, it's a, it's a catch-22. There's polarization. So therefore, there's gridlock. On the other hand, since there's gridlock, everybody detests the other side for not advancing the agenda. For instance, how many people, you said it yourself, that you think that Obama was the biggest loser for not, for not pushing the Merrick Garland? A lot, a lot of Democrats were very mad at Obama for that. And that became a polarizing issue. So, and, and as I said at the, at the beginning, so number one, the internet has allowed me to broadcast my grievance to the world. But more than that, it lets me hide. And therefore, if I don't, if I, if I can hide behind a machine and poison with poison words and venomous words that might incite somebody else, what, what, what did I do wrong? What did I do wrong? I simply posted that I think uh, that uh, they stole the election. I didn't know they were going to storm the Capitol. Well, guess what? You did. Or I didn't I, I, know. I know they were going to do it. Well, you're a prophet. No, because I heard Trump on, on some of these, uh, what was the name of this? Bright, Breitbart or something. Breitbart. Yeah, Breitbart. 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 Yeah. And some of the other stations. He announced it. Yeah. Watch, watch. Uh, and, and so did uh, uh, Steve uh, Bannon. Right. You watch what's going to happen in, in uh on January 6th. And no, I, 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 I agree with you. It was, it was a stupid move, whether you believe it was stolen or not. It's a stupid move to keep talking about it if you're Donald Trump because the, you're not going to – the upcoming election will be about the past and not about the future. But, Morty, it goes back to the, the individual's rights within the context of a greater society. And when you have people on both ends of the spectrum – then the kooks on the right and the kooks on the left that might not even be speaking for the majority. I don't even believe they're speaking for the majority, but they're the most vocal and they stir everybody up. Individual rights, individual rights, my agenda, my agenda, my agenda. And what gets lost is what is better for society. You know, in, in, in Jewish life, it's all about the community. You can't even take a Torah out of the ark unless there's 10 people there because it's all about community. There's so many things in Jewish life that center around the community, right? And that's because we're a religion that believes that the individual's rights are, are, are an individual can become angelic. Moses was as close to an angel and God as one human can be. Yet, he served the community. That's what you need to do with your talent uh, uh, as an individual who has perfected your individuality. When you perfect your individuality, it's not to amass wealth. It's to amass wealth to help people in the community. It's not to, to learn as much as you can so you can go out there and say, I've got 12 degrees. It's to go out there with your wisdom and affect others. It's all about community and People on the left and the extremists on the left and the people and the extremists on the right have lost that balance. My individual rights as part of a greater community. And that's what's causing polarization. That's what's exacerbating polarization. But let me just tweak that. There's always been polarization. There's always been a two-party system since the founding of America. What's changed is the nature of the discourse and the nature of the dialogue 
everything you said is correct. Except, and brilliant, except, not just correct, except, right? They're always brilliant. There you go. But but there's never been this kind of polarization of the Congress in the history of the country. That's correct. Where they each side votes totally against the other. You know. Mm -hmm. well, that's partly because of the gerrymandering. Right. Only the extremists can win in the primaries, and so the candidates that go in. Right are not the centrists who are more likely to compromise. See, I, I I hear what you're saying. I'm not, I haven't read the studies. I don't know the statistics, but I'm still willing to bet that the squad, mm -hmm. right, AOC and company, that they still represent a minority opinion. They're vocal, they're out there, but I don't know how much of America really agrees with them. There's only four of them still, and AOC has a, has a, a it's a tough primary coming up. Um, I, I really think to Biden's credit, to Biden's credit, and I hate giving him credit, be, but be, be careful. <laughs> I am. To Biden's credit, while he has moved to the left on certain issues to appease, to appease the left, I think he sent the message that AOC and the squad is not where he is not where he pitches his tent. So um, I hear what you're saying. I, I thank God that they're not the majority. I thank God that there's only four of them in well, Congress. Hillary Green yeah. wins in North Georgia because there are no blacks in her district right. to vote against her in right. a primary. I mean, that, that it's true. Uh, what's his name in uh, Tyler, Texas? I just, uh, Gomert. Right. You know, I mean, who just, just happens to now be out. But it's like the, those uh, across the spectrum right and left because because the redistricting by state legislatures correct made made these um and, and they've just done it again well, well the, the courts in new york just threw out the whole gerrymandering the the latest gerrymandering or the second to the latest and that's why they have to have this other primary at the end of august yeah gerrymandering is a problem but on the other hand you can't look at a district in the bronx which is predominantly black or pro predominantly hispanic and say and, and deny the fact that it's predominantly black no, and Hispanic. No, no, no. That's, that, 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 uh, I was going to say New York is not a really great example of that's extreme correct. gerrymandering. That's true. There, there are right. look at Texas. Texas, you get these true. little these little Swaths, yeah. that are right. Yeah. But anyway, but it, but that I want to. But the 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 point is that once somebody's in power, once a, once a particular party party uh, Leader, or, or, yeah. or a cohort within a party right. is in power it does everything it can to increase its power right and so we're in a we're in a point of acceleration on everything right so what's the answer to how do me, you stop to it to me it's so disappointing that all elected officials almost all mm -hmm. don't behave as if they want to serve the country and abide by the traditional values that we have and by the abide by the constitution you know, right now the Supreme Court has lower uh, uh, approval approval rate, than, right? than uh, used car salesmen, but not as low as lawyers. <laughs> lawyers. You you earn your you guys earn. Uh, what do you so call so them? what so in both of your wisdom, what can we as individuals, because none of us here hold elected office, what can we as individuals do to help dampen this polarization? How, how can we help? It's, to it's very difficult because. This is not a, a, a democracy in a sense that the majority rules. 
to republic. Nowhere near. No, it's whoever makes the uh, donor, the donors to the to the elected officials call the shots. What's the name just now? What's her name? Cinema. 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 In uh, Arizona. Yeah, Cinema. Held out for, um, what what is it called? Um, uh, Sharing, caring. uh, The the the, uh, IRA where they're putting 87,000 new IRS agents? No, 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 no. The the ones where the hedge fund guys get to treat their carried interest the carried oh, interest mm-hmm. they look the the way it works is these guys get two percent for man, usually two percent for manning managing the money in the case of uh cohen he gets five percent because he he performs better and then they back in when any money they make for, for the uh, their uh, shareholders or the the ones who uh, put the money into the fund, but it gets treated as a capital gains by the to those investors because they put the money at risk. The reason there's a capital gains, a special treatment for capital gains, is because they put the money at risk that would do the things that we need for society, create more jobs, create more new technologies. But these guys, they never were... They don't invest anything, and then they get twenty percent of the. So it's called, called carried interest. There's no reason for it. They should be Trump t- uh, uh, taxed at least as the guy who works seven to five days a week, all day long, goes gives his life, his education, everything, and and has to pay a higher rate than they they pay. It's outrageous. But she made a big issue because she gets enormous funding. From these uh, these funds, so they don't vote for things. Anything that that, that, that gun control is overwhelmingly uh, the NRA supported by not by supported by a vast majority. Uh, almost everything. The, the, uh, you know, the, Again, but that's the gridlock we spoke about before. That that since there's other voices in the room, whether it's big corporations, so since there's other voices in the room, we don't get to the issue. No, but the, it's, that came from the Republican behavior. Why? The, the, I never heard something like this before. <laughs> they said, here's what they said. They said that giving money, as much as money as you want, towards candidate or to the PAC that supports the candidate. Citizens United. Citizens United, it was mm-hmm. called. Is free, is, uh, is free speech. Morty, I can't get That's you to... free speech. What kind of free speech is that? Money. Money talks. Yeah, no, <laughs> you're right. <laughs> Morty, I can't get you to agree that, that in the history of the United States, there's been as many corrupt Democrats as there have been corrupt Republicans? Absolutely. Okay. But never, so it's the system. never any... Despite that, there's been a lot. And, and even, I think, uh, there was one... A president that was actually uh, uh, impeached, and and Nixon was was uh, literally impeached. Right, but it's never been like this. You okay, know, so uh, I, you're Trump. falling into the trap again, Morty. You're yeah. falling into What's the trap. trap? The, the trap, trap is um, trying 
is ignoring the reality that it's not, that the polarization cannot be attributed to one person or one party. It is a societal ill where there is enough guilt to be placed on both ends of the spectrum, whether you're a Republican, conservative, or a Democrat, or a progressive. It is a breakdown in society. It, I do not believe that it is a party that, that, that a, one of the parties creates it more than the other party. I, I don't believe that. I absolutely believe one party does Okay, it. so that's why this is such an no, interesting show, because we no, disagree. For example, Trump gave a, the largest tax cut ever. 80% of it went to the top 2 or 5%. And how does that create polarization? How does the average person no, walking why, down the street no, would, in Los Angeles... Why would, why would you give them more money? For what reason? If you give the, get Bill Gates or Warren Buffett another $20 million, a trillion dollars... Morty, that's a they separate... Don't spend, no, they don't spend another nickel because they got enough. That's a separate if conversation. The, if you give it to the masses, they spend the money... And and then the the guys who build the companies are motivated to expand. You could give the rich all the money you you want, and and they say, well, they're the ones that create the jobs. If there's no demand, they don't invest. I got it. But that's a separate conversation. You're talking about the role of special interest in government. I'm not talking about special interest. Yes, you are. I'm talking about values. Good. And and I'm telling you that that's one side of the coin. Yeah. And I'm telling you that the and that what's, is what's the, other and, side? And the other side of coin is values when it comes down to the breakdown of the family, the breakdown of respect for government. You started this conversation by saying that the January sixth events was a breakdown of government, and I'm saying that the breakdown of the family and that that caused polarization. And I'm telling you that the breakdown of the family. And respect for community also, also is a factor to consider. And I'm not here to say which is I a greater factor. Agree, is a, agree. A, and, and, and you can't the ignore that. The family is terrible. Tremendous. And I'll tell you why it is. And that's because why I complain against, I want to write a book. Let's do it. Black lives absolutely matter. From birth. They absolutely matter. But it matters so much that they should... They should do build something. A family. They build should a family. Start with, with with them. Right. Some years ago, there was a program on ABC as to the status of the blacks. This goes back at least 40, 50 years, maybe more. And they had four or five people on. So all of them, all, all, overwhelmingly, all of them said, we need more welfare, we need more food stamps, we need everything, more, more, more. One guy, a professor out of uh, UCLA, I think he was, uh, said, we need to tell to tell our people, stay home, take care of your kids, stay stay in the marriage, give them the right uh, role models, so they become better. They become the you know, you don't need handouts because handouts maybe just gives them you know right it, right okay. So what you're saying and what I agree with teach them uh, you know what does it go teach them. To fish, so you teach them for you take care of them for a lifetime. Right. If you give them, well, you know, a fish, it well, doesn't help. Okay. So this go this touches on another point. You know, the 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 Democratic Party has traditionally been or have advertised themselves as the party for the people. Right. They want individually advocate for an individual's rights. So one would think that if I'm advocating for an individual's rights, I would want smaller government. But it's always been the case. 
that the Democrats want bigger government. So how do you how do you reconcile that with the individual being free to do what he wants? And the answer is very simple. And it goes back to what I said about the being part of a community. The the left, the left wing of the Democrat Party believes, yes, I want a bigger government to do what? To give and give and give me more individual rights. Why? Because I have not built up in inner ability to create for myself. So I rely on the government to give me. And I think that that's going to make me a more productive member of society, but it won't. All the free gifts in the world will not make you a more productive member of society. And this is polarization as well, because the Republicans are furious about this. And those, those on the right that go to work every day and, and struggle and pay their taxes have had it up to here with the people on the left advocating for a government that gives more and more handouts, which adds to the deficit, which adds to inflation and adds, and this is such an important point, not just to a polarization within Congress, but to a, a polarization on the street where a man who could be on the subway, who goes to work every day and kills himself for his family, sees somebody else on the subway sitting right across from, you who's, who, across from him who's receiving one government handout after another, and that creates a jealousy and venom and hatred. So I think that that also contributes to polarization and exposes a little bit of the hypocrisy of the left. Not that there's not hypocrisy in the right, but it exposes a little bit of the hypocrisy on the left where they want government to be involved. But for what reason? To give and give and give to the, to the, to the citizen with the mistaken belief that individual freedoms given by the government will make that person a more productive member of society. It's just not true. You give your kid allowance and allowance and allowance, and you don't make them get a job. You've taught them nothing. So you, and look, that's a good point. Thank you. If you give people money for doing anything, uh, you're going to destroy them. Just, right. If you do that with your kids, you're going to destroy Correct. them. I had a case many but years ago. But we're a wealthy enough country to take care of those that really do need the help. And yes, you, you, you don't for, for go the good for the perfect. So there are people that are going to rip it off, just like the, the wealthy rip off. Yep, rip. true, the true. Companies make billions of dollars and they pay zero taxes. I agree. Morty, so, I had a case many years ago, a divorce case, where the judge asked uh, the, the little girl, she was 14, where do you want to live? Who do you want to live with, mommy or daddy? So the girl said, I want to live with daddy. So the judge says, why do you want to live with your father? So she says, because he gives me whatever I want. <laughs> judge says, good, you're living with your mother. Because <laughs> the judge understood. That's, that's that, right, he was a brilliant judge. The judge understood. I'm actually mad at that judge now. He gave me a bad decision last week. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I'm not mad, but I have some questions on the decision. But, but the point is no, man, that, you're that- unhappy with him. Unhappy, <laughs> on actually. Yeah. I, I want to bring up a, there's a story that Morty tells sometime, and this is about, um, and, and, and you guys know the story better than I do. So to, to Morty's point of Trump's uh, tax cut for the rich, one of the things that didn't happen because there was a tax cut for the rich is that deficit could have been paid down with this surplus. And infrastructure and, and, okay. could have been built. And but but you, you, you often use, the, um, let's see, it's a story about 
seven years and plenty yeah. and fellow. What, with mean, the, oh, Shemitah. With jo- no, with Joseph. Oh, oh, right. That there were seven years of plenty before there were seven years of famine. Right. What was the purpose of the seven years of plenty? The purpose of the seven years of plenty were not that everybody should hoard for themselves. The purpose of the seven years of plenty were for people who did not have property, that those that did have property would have so much to, like Morty said before, share and give to others. That that was more central planning because if they didn't, it was to put away enough in storehouses. But not just so for when, them. No, when, 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 the for drought for came, when the drought came. Correct. If they didn't prepare, even the right. rich would have. Uh, yeah. Correct, correct. And the other one is the, the, the Shemitah and so forth. That Every seven years, you know, a farmer can work the land for seven years and the eighth and the seventh year. You don't own it yourself. Right. It's from God and you should recognize. And we're a wealthy enough country that we could afford for people that are disabled and people that really can't work or lost their husband left them and the, and the kids are in poverty. It's, you know. Right. I'm not just, I, I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm simply adding this to our list of factors that create polarization. When you have um, well-intentioned, some well-intentioned people that believe that the government should, should be that safety net for everybody. It does cause polarization to those to say, hey, I'm paying into the system. Why, why is this person getting a free walk? And then it causes polarization the other way. And they say, how dare you Republicans or you conservatives complain about helping out the poor people because you rich people aren't paying taxes, so you're not really kicking into the system. So, so again, there's the polarization. It's the finger well, that's pointing. The greed of the wealthy, because yeah. because you could say the same thing. So many people say, "I pay taxes, but I don't want them to use it to to go to war and to to start wars and to spend it on military equipment." Right. You don't get to choose. You know, you you, right. you have to the way you, you select uh, or you cause change. It's through your vote. Correct. Hopefully, hopefully your vote will change. What, what's it? Look, nobody did more to help the Democrats recently than the Supreme Court, even though it's overwhelmingly... Right. Conservative now, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, it's because, interesting. But because what they did for Roway, pulling it back, reversing it, is going to change the election because women, overwhelmingly, I'm not saying there's a lot of women that are pro-life, but overwhelmingly think they should have the option, especially when the states get it and start introducing the, the doctor Bands. can't even can't even deal it when somebody's having a miscarriage, can't take out the baby or can't do anything. If they do, they're going to get wound up in jail. It's, you know, it's right. terrible. Again, another tact, another possible tactical mistake by the court, because if you really, if the Republicans are really interested in capturing. Uh, control of the Congress and the White House, you might have, with this decision, you might have given the Democrats more incentive to show up to vote. So it was a pro. pro I don't know how it's going to play out, but part of me says it was a tactical mistake. I think the decision was correct. I think the I decision think was wrong. Should, I, should the Supreme Court be making partisan tactical decisions? No, but, but again. Well, why do you think it was correct? Why do I think it was correct? Because I think it should be a decision that's left up to the states. There's nothing in the Constitution. The, the Constitution is clear. 
Anything not expressly set forth in the Constitution is reserved for the states. So if you start saying, well, let's put this in the mix. Well, let's put something else in the mix. That's all because it's, it's, it's like the Torah. The Torah says, you know, when somebody does something bad, it's an eye for an eye. So why don't you take out the oh, okay. eye? Okay. Because it, it, anything, any, especially thing that was written 300 years ago, 250 years ago, right. has to be adaptive. Okay. So like Scalia says, I'm a, an originalist. I'm a, right. uh, what, what's the other word they use? Um, Morty, can people move from New York to Florida because Florida has a better tax rate? Yes. So that means that not everything is is addressed in the Constitution and certain rights and decisions are reserved to states, correct? Yeah. So why shouldn't abortion be one of those issues? Why can't I say, you know what? I believe in abortion. I'm going to live in Illinois. I don't believe in abortion. I'm going to live in Illinois. It doesn't matter. Even if you look, they've passed laws now. Even if you live in Illinois and they they uh, uh, outlawed abortion completely, if you take a, you you take a trip to another state, right? Take a, and and have an abortion, you can gonna, be prosecuted. You could be prosecuted. I'm unaware of that. that. No, that's in, that's in, very in, strange. In Texas, they yeah, say if under, if somebody reports that, they'll get ten thousand dollars. For doing it. Right. It's like a vigilante. Yeah. And the reason you don't have individual states is the same reason you don't have individual state decisions about the uni- uh, a draft, right. a, a military draft, because there are overwhelming issues that have to be done. Uh, do we have laws about uh, different states? States make up the laws themselves. I get right? it. I hear you. Fair so, point. So, Fair so, point. So, so we in New York are very careful and care, care more about not, people not having guns unless they go through a process to get an automobile license and to drive. You got to go through a process. You got to show that you know how the, the safety. Didn't the Supreme Court just strike down New York's uh, gun law with the restrictions? I think it did. Yeah, they did. Yeah, they said right. You can't say, well, you have a special need. You can carry it on. You either qualify or you don't qualify. Um, I listen. I think abortion. You know, it could be another whole. Uh, discussion another time and also guns. Spe- yeah yeah guns and the especially second amendment the second amendment made i'm gonna made, i'm i'm gonna step wait. in here and say that i think that we should schedule another um another talk you're she, inviting she, me back she, no, she loves the idea of you beating me up no 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 <laughs> I, 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 I think i'm getting creamed here well i i think about? i think that the uh, having a debate on the cultural issues and and how the right resolution for those for government to do that, I think that would be a great uh, discussion. But for now, why don't we go back to um, political polarization and, and what are the messages that, well, first of all, anybody listening today might want to meditate on, pray on, you know, use to to help them uh, be more at peace with the world as it is today, and also help to create. I think peace. there's a very. I think the human body teaches us a lot. I think that if you realize that when you close your eyes, you see nothing. And when you open your eyes, you see the other person, but you don't see yourself. People have to start looking at themselves. Oh, you know, people, it's terrible. Can you I imagine? Get, I get scared. <laughs> Make sure you get scared. No, so I think that that's, the, that that's a very important lesson about how the human body is formed. You close your eyes, you see nothing. But, and if you look at, you see the other person, but how often do you really look at yourself? How often do you really take personal responsibility? How often, what do you do? Can you imagine if on a weekly basis, every person 
who would consider shooting somebody over cold French fries if they would say, you know what, I have to do something. That's for a legitimate reason to shoot. Somebody. I think so. Come on. Um, <laughs> if they would, if before, I'm not talking about as a punishment later, community service. I'm talking about if children were raised today that once a week you need to do something for the community. I would venture to say that, and by the way, nobody's done more for the community than Morty and Roz. How, how would piece. you feel that somebody brought you calls? Cold French fries. For me, it would be an improvement of my daily diet. <laughs> look at me. Does that look like I eat? Cold French fries, is a, for me, it's a banquet. No, I just want to bring up one thing. The, uh, the universal draft, yeah. Universal draft. Is that when you leave the window open in the window in yeah, the winter? Yeah, universal draft. Yeah. Um, I, I, think, I, I really think it begins in kindergarten and first grade. Start teaching people that there's a way to have a grievance and a way to express your grievance. And we're at a point now where Every single person can express their grievance in any way they want. Everybody's a victim. Everybody's been traumatized. Or on the other hand, a lot of people are just afraid to speak. And there, 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 well, there's a whole lot of people out there who are on the receiving end. They're being shouted down yeah. and they're being drowned out. Or, you know, or they, they do use the, the um, Constitution, but it hasn't been adapted for, for all the changes, you know. When, when they made the, the Second Amendment, that the right to for bear arms part, for every individual to bear arms. First of all, it's if you read it, it says within a, a, a not a competent, well-regulated well militia. Well right, it was right, meant to with, protect yourself against the government attacking no, no, you. Well, and it, it was, was actually that there was no standing army. And well-regulated right, militia. But, but, but it know. wasn't meant to shoot your friend on the street. No, we know also, that. Also, you have to remember, we beat the, the British with muskets. That right. had it reload. It took two minutes at the... They had no concept of what uh, what an assault weapon would be and what I agree, you know. And so under that guise of that Second Amendment, to have assault weapons. We have killings every week, every week, mass right, killings. Right, right. And every other country that's civilized, that's advanced, has done away with all those things. Australia had it once a, a mass killing. They changed all the laws. They brought in all the guns, and now you could get a gun from. Uh, uh, but you have to wait a year. You go, go through police. Uh... All right. That, that's a topic for another day. I will say one thing, though. You These mass shootings are done with ARs. And you're right. Get rid of them. But, the, but what you read about in the New York Post every day is a handgun. That's what a guy is killing another guy over at French fries. That's why they're drug wars and gang turps. It's you can ban all the ARs but in the those, world those and you're going to stop the mass shootings. I those, agree. Those shouldn't be so readily available too. You're right. But gun legislation is not going to take them off the market. You're just going to create another well, black why? market. Every other country has done it. New Zealand, England, none, no other country. Okay. The I'm going to call this one. because we're coming up on an hour. So you've, you've each got, um, we'll, we'll give you 30 seconds to give your final thoughts. Okay. My final thoughts, whatever Morty said is wrong. No, <laughs> Morty is a genius. I love him. Um, um, it's all about how can the individual grow and actualize all of his potential for the purpose of living within a community. When you lose the sense of community, th that to me is you're planting the seeds of polarization where only I matter. 
I matter. And I can express my outrage in any form that I choose, even if it causes damage, hurt and pain and even death to you. I can legitimize it. I can legitimize it because I, the individual, I'm in charge. I want to thank, thank David for coming. He made it for an interesting uh, evening of discussion. And I'm going to invite him back because he aggravates me. So being Jewish, I know I'm entitled to a certain amount of aggravation. I found a guy that could give it to me. But you, because you do have values, and I do respect what you say, even when I disagree with you. Look, they're no worse than the rest of my family. They all think no, I've but, lost my mind. But the interesting they thing is... No, the, my kids and my whole family think I lost my mind, that I became a, a left-winger or something. Yeah. I've always been eclectic. I voted for the person, not not the uh, party. party. Right. So I voted for Reagan. I voted against Carter. I voted for um, for uh, uh, Bush, the father. He was a good friend of mine. He invited to Kenny Bunkport. He invited me with Snowcroft. Never invited me. Yeah. Oh, the only man. thing I didn't like is they all went out to play golf. And I said, I don't play golf. So he arranged for me to get a tennis pro. That was there really you go. nice. So uh, I voted for Bush, the son. I voted for Clinton. So I voted against Obama. I didn't vote for for Trump, even though at one time he was one of my best friends. They invited me. There's an organization. What was the name of the organization that Eisenhower started? Freedom Foundation. The Freedom Foundation, which memorialized or paid tribute to Valley Forge. So they invited me. I was a member of that organization, Freedom Foundation. So they were honoring Donald Trump. So they asked me to introduce them. So I went down to Philadelphia. I introduced them. And I said, Donald Trump is the greatest guy ever. He's creative. He, he builds it. He advances the world. He builds the most impressive. He, he, in Central Park, they couldn't get anything done. He came in and did it like that. I said, and we, we really do ourselves honor by honoring him tonight. He was so impressed. He came up at the end to kiss me because he, he wasn't married at the time. And he had a supermodel there. And she was so impressed after I said that. She couldn't wait to get him back in the... <laughs> All right, moving on. Well, Morty, I really appreciate the invite. you have a car to get me home? Yeah. I live across the street. Yeah. Um, the, the interesting thing is that I find that when you disagree respectfully with somebody, you actually end up respecting them more because you know that you have a thinking individual on the other side of the table. So I don't so think... So next time I'll have somebody else. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't think we disagree as much as you think we disagree, but we disagree about that. Yeah. But um, listen. Well-modeled on how to help heal. Yes, it's all about community. And, and I know that Morty agrees with that because that's a Jewish value that, that we all share. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, thank you so much, Morty. Appreciate this. A friend this. of mine was, made his, I think his fifth marriage. At one time he was married to Miss Israel. Five, five marriages. The fifth marriage, he married somebody who was I forget, some, a Christian, but I forget whether she, she was Catholic or Protestant. Anyway, he became involved in a church, and he donated $5,000. The, 
But he said he couldn't believe it. The priest came over to him. He says, "Thank you. This is the biggest donation we ever had." And right. you know, and and some some guy uh, I remember, a very popular guy. He had a major company on the New York Stock Exchange, an insurance company out of Cincinnati, and he was invited to a UJA dinner. And he, when he left, he said, I never saw anything right, like it. Right. Million dollar donations, million right. dollar contributions. Yeah. He says, it doesn't happen at, uh, at right. the ones I go to generally. So, Okay. We... Thank you, gentlemen. Thank you so Thank much. You. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. You, you were good tonight.